This is the Pulse of New Hampshire. I'm Jay Dog, and joining me right now is a true Renaissance man, in addition to being an author, also an advocate for education as well as wellness, healthcare, uh, above the neck health. He is also Eddie Popowski's number one fan. He is also a swell dancer, a cute dresser, also a doting grandfather, a loving husband, and a fantastic father. He is the president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental and the host of Northeast Delta Dental Radio. He is Mr. Tom Raphael. Tom, how are you today? Great, J Dog. Thank you. Can I take you to all of my holiday parties? So absolutely. Tis the I, season, right? <laughs> in case I need to be introduced. So, so thank you. And yes, there's been a lot of running. Thanksgiving is the biggest race day in New Hampshire. And then of course, then the holiday themes start start happening, such as the Santa Shuffle and uh on Elm Street, and there are like a thousand people dressed as Santa Claus, and then a jingle bell run for arthritis. So, is endless running, but a lot of fun. But today is more about somebody else. Today is about Kathleen Reardon, who is the chief executive officer of New Hampshire Center for Nonprofits. And in the spirit of transparency, Kathleen and I go way back. So this is this. Is, I know this is a radio show, Kathleen, but it's more like a conversation between two old friends sitting on a couch. How's that? Sounds great. Sounds, Sounds great. great. Good. Yeah. And, and uh, I'll, I'll add to that um, introduction that J-Dog did of you, though, because one, one of the roles he forgot was passionate volunteer and board member. I mean, Tom, you've been so involved in nonprofits. I have. And, um, and uh, it was uh, just for the listening audience. So when I graduated from Leadership New Hampshire, the best class ever in 1997, um, the uh, then executive director had us put together what what do we want to do so i wrote down that i wanted to get you know engaged in the community and of course <clears throat> i took it i took it to the extreme kathleen like i'm still on like you know 10 nonprofit boards including the, and it varies from like the new hampshire business committee for the arts to um the arthritis foundation so anyway but that's what makes new hampshire special you can get engaged and involved and i sure this will come out during our conversation um, today. But let's start with you. So you have a wide uh, background um, that really positioned you well to be the CEO of New Hampshire Center for Nonprofits. So take us through the career history, because when I, when I interview people, I often get comments from the listening audience that they really want to know more about, you know, the, the successful person that you interviewed. So take your time and tell us what led you to become the CEO of New Hampshire Center for Nonprofits? Sure. Well, when I started out my career, I very much wanted to um, make a difference in my community and help uh, people. And I did start out actually in the nonprofit sector. I worked in a small um, nonprofit organization in Cambridge, Massachusetts, um, working side by side with the executive director. I had a role that was called development and special projects coordinator. So I got to see, um, really a lot of the inner workings of a small nonprofit organization and got a lot of hands-on opportunity. And that's when I thought, oh, I really love working with nonprofits and in nonprofit. Um, I went then, um, I came back to New Hampshire and I worked um, for the Girl Scouts um, in a field development position. Um, so working primarily with volunteers. And then I got the opportunity to work at Citizens Bank um, and I was there for almost, I think I was there for 16 years um, and always had a, like a role working in partnership with the community in some way. I had um, various roles 
public affairs. I, when I started, I was managing corporate volunteers um, and the corporate volunteer program. I went on to do um, corporate giving. I was the CRA officer at one time as well. So I got all facets of involving um, with nonprofits in the community and the corporate mission as well. And when the opportunity came up, um, when my predecessor left the center, I thought, this is a great opportunity to continue to uh, be focused and committed to New Hampshire and do some of the things that I love the best, which is was um, you know partnering with nonprofits and really working to make sure that they are effective. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I my my career has been. I've been at the center in this role for it will be eight years, January fourth. Yeah, it's amazing. It's already uh, eight years, yeah. um, and like you said, you were at Citizens Bank for over fifteen years, where I first got to know you with. Uh, uh, Kathleen Walker, who was our director of marketing and philanthropy, and she's since retired a couple of years ago. And Erin Holt, uh, who worked uh, with Howard Brodsky, took over her position. So, you know, it's uh, in New Hampshire. Um, you know, there's obviously an expectation, you know, that uh, um, that that you get out there. So, can you give us an overview? And again, take your time of the New Hampshire Center uh, for Nonprofits, because obviously. Um, there are many, many nonprofits um, in New Hampshire, and one of the things that we can do today is make sure that, uh, you know, we're not, you know, reinventing the wheel, so to speak. So um, and that's kind of a, um, I don't know, a shorthanded way of saying how I kind of describe the New Hampshire Center for Nonprofits, but go ahead, be, yeah. more, be more specific and detailed than I just was. Sure. So the New Hampshire Center for Nonprofits is a membership organization that exists to strengthen and give voice to New Hampshire's nonprofits. We have more than 800 members that are primarily the nonprofit organizations that are about 700, um, 730, I think, um, right now, nonprofit members. And then we have other members that are corporations like um, like Delta Dental that care a lot about our communities and nonprofits. Um, and so they are members as well as some individuals that are members. And we provide a wide array of programs, um, resources and services to help nonprofits, both the board and the staff, um, strengthen their leadership, management and governance practices. Um, because we really believe that effective nonprofits um, have strong management, strong leadership. So we do a lot of capacity building programs. Um, we have a lot of resources on our website and and um, information. Uh, we do a lot of educational programs. We have a conference and summit. So there's a lot of programming that are for both the staff and boards of nonprofits. It's amazing. It's such, such, such a resource. And, uh, and I know, Kathleen, you'll appreciate this. But uh, so when I'm out there and I'll get, a, you know, either at a, you know, a reception or I'll get a phone call. Well, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of starting a Non a nonprofit want to do this and then you know we get into what it you know what it's really like to you know to do it uh, correctly you know and and you know I'll talk about the concept of a you know fiscal agent et cetera et cetera so um, so you're there as a, a huge resource um, as as I mentioned uh, we you know if uh, you know if, if uh, I don't know if a nonprofit needs, you know, performance review templates for their employees. You have that. You know, we don't need to, you know, you know, reinvent the wheel. There's all sorts of other, you know, shared service. So, so why don't you uh, 
why don't you talk about um, almost take, um, you know, uh, if there's a, a fledgling nonprofit out there, take them through how um, you could you could be helpful. Sure. sure. So just, I mean, just following up on that particular question about people that are wanting to start or grow their nonprofit, um, we have a lot of resources on our website. If you go to nhnonprofits.org, there's a tab um, in the menu called resources and a resource center where you could download information about starting a nonprofit, including templates for bylaws and um, how to run a good board meeting, et cetera. We also um, have been part doing programs called um, starting a nonprofit. We certainly encourage people to think about what, um, what organizations already exist. Um, sometimes people have a really great idea that maybe that they're just not aware that another organization is already working on that issue. Um, and there may be a way to partner with existing nonprofit organizations as the first um, idea. Um, although, you know, there are new, new ways of thinking and doing things. So we certainly also want to provide those resources for organizations that do want to start up a new organization. Um, great, great resource. Again, that's nhnonprofitsalloneword.org. And we don't want people reinventing the wheel. And um, I know I give out that website a lot, you know, when, you know, when I get that, when I, when, when I get that question. Um, I want to get before the break uh, to make sure we spend some time on the Hoffman Haas Fellowship because I know those applications are due um, towards uh, the towards the end of uh, January, so that's coming right up. So why don't you explain the Hoffman Haas Fellowship? Where I know we've had a lot of employees go through that and give it totally high marks. So why don't you spend some time explaining that? Sure. So the Hoffman Haas Fellowship is our premier. Uh, board development program where we really help people understand what it means to be on a nonprofit board. Uh, we bring in some top-notch speakers who talk about the governance, what a board member needs to know about um, financial oversight, fundraising, um, and governance as leadership as well. So we go through all these modules. One of the things that's really unique about the fellowship is there's a mentoring component. Uh, so we have experienced um, professionals who have been involved with nonprofit boards who help um, who help bring some of the theory and practice um, and connect people as well if they're seeking a new board opportunity like a lot of times you know people like you who are who are serve as mentors they've got a lot of connect connections in the community and so they can help um, those fellows find their space um, and what nonprofits are involved with. It was really designed because we knew there were a lot of new leaders um, who want to use their leadership skills and expertise on behalf of a nonprofit board, but many of them didn't know how to start or once they got there, what exactly the role was. So we want uh, people to be ready to go once they're on those nonprofit boards. So after the break, well, I'll give a real life example of that uh, mentor-mentee uh, relationship, but uh... Jay, this is terrific, right? I bet you didn't know about this resource we have in New Hampshire because I know about the uh, nonprofit center for sure because I walk by it. But just <laughs> the details and everything that go into it with the Hoffman Haas, as you mentioned, the uh, the fellowship and, and all that, and we're still going to talk about that and a whole lot more as Kathleen Reardon, the CEO for New Hampshire Center for Nonprofit 
Nonprofits is the guest this week. You can go to nhnonprofits.org or call 603-225-1947. That's 603-225-1947. Kathleen Reardon is our guest this week on Northeast Delta Dental Radio. When we come back, because we're breaking, we're going to come back, talk more about that and a whole lot more here on Northeast Delta Dental Radio right here on the Pulse of New Hampshire. It's the Pulse of New Hampshire. I'm Jay Dog, alongside President and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental and the host of Northeast Delta Dental Radio, Tom Raffio. Kathleen Reardon, the CEO of New Hampshire Center for Nonprofits, is the guest this week on Northeast Delta Dental Radio. And Kathleen and Tom have talked about uh, her beginnings of how it all came to be. Now, coming up on eight years next year in 2024, which is rapidly approaching as being the CEO for New Hampshire Center for Nonprofits and a whole lot more including the uh, fellowship talking about the Hoffman-Haas information, which, by the way, uh, I believe it's January is the deadline for that, right? Yes, January 19th. Okay, perfect. Is, so. is the deadline. And let's, let's take it from there, Kathleen. What does it involve to apply to the Hoffman-Haas fellowship? We're really looking um, for people to let us know what why they want to be on a board, uh, what their experience with nonprofits are. Uh, many come into it with some volunteer experience. And, um, you know, so it's a very simple application process. Um, one of the big things is looking at the schedule for the fellowship to ensure that you're actually going to be able to attend and participate in all of those educational sessions. That's really important. And we are looking to build a very diverse uh, class of fellows. Um, so we are encouraging people um, as you know, effective boards represent people with various lived experiences, diversity of backgrounds, um, whether that's racial or gender or physical or mental abilities. Um, more and more nonprofits are really looking to make sure that their organization represents the communities that it serves. And we want our fellowship to do the same thing. So we encourage people from all walks of life to apply and participate in that. Um, there is a fee for participation, um, and we are we offer um, some scholarships as well as we know many many employers um, provide support for their 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 employees to participate in the program. And for my uh, leadership uh, CEO colleague friends out there, I think the uh, two points Kathleen made. I think if obviously if the company can provide the tuition, but the second thing that the commitment that the days out of the office that um, that the person can really be present. And I mean that not just physically, but kind of, you know, mental, you know, mentally, it's so important, no different than, you know, um, leader, you know, whatever, le you know, leadership in New Hampshire. So the application is due January 19th. And tell us again, the mentor mentee uh, component of this. And then I'll give you, I'll give the audience a real life example. So. Before I, before I talk about the mentorship, one thing I will say that I neglected to say at the upfront, we have, um, recognize that, you know, people are very busy in their work. And so we purposely created this fellowship so it meets in the late afternoon, 4.30 to 7.30 and includes dinner so that our goal is to make it uh, very accessible for busy, busy professionals. Um, and there is some reading and work in between the sessions as well, um, but again, very manageable. The mentoring component, um, we've actually shifted so that we now have teams of mentors working with a team of uh, fellows. So typically there'll be like two mentors and a group of perhaps five, five fellows, and they'll meet in between the sessions. And that gives them an opportunity to learn from each other. 
um, whether it's the experienced um, board members who are serving from men as mentors or the fellows, as well as a safe place to really kind of think through some of the things that um, have have come up in the educational program, as well as, you know, learning ways to connect um, with other nonprofit organizations. So it's a it's a little bit of a different than a than a direct one on one, which is how we started. Um, but it has actually become a very rich way of doing that mentoring component um, and gives the fellows connections um, with their peers as well as the two mentors. And then the mentors participate in the educational sessions. So, you know, you usually have opportunities to develop relationships with with several um, individuals. Well, it's great. I mean, the, the, the process works also the uh, the timing of it allows um, more people to be able to, you know, accommodate their, you know, the, you know their their work life. And I know employees here who've gone through it, like Giselle Rodriguez, have enjoyed their, uh, you know, mentorship opportunities. In her case, you know, one specific example is, uh, you know, Wayne Robinson. So I encourage people to uh, take, you know, take a look at that. So. Um, as you pointed out, there we, there are many many not for profits, nonprofits um, in New Hampshire. Um, some well known, <clears throat> excuse me, some not as much. But there's always room for uh, board member op opportunity. So how do you support um, board volunteers uh, generally? Yeah. So uh, you know the Hoffenhaus Fellowship, as we've talked about, is really for people who have less experience with boards. Uh, but we're a resource for anyone at any stage of their development um, for boards. Our programs are open um, and we encourage many of them, we encourage board and staff teams to come together. So for example, a webinar that we have coming up um, is about board's impact on DEI. And so the important role that board members play in building their organization and looking at their programs with an equity lens and ensuring that the organization is um, welcoming and belonging. We have a, a, another program in January called Boards That Work that we encourage people to attend as a board group. And it talks a lot about that. How do you start thinking about succession planning for your board? Um, you know, making sure that you have the next chair lined up as well as, you know, that whole board building and engaging the board in fundraising and, and fiscal oversight. So we wanna make sure that all board members have access to our resources. And that's one of the other things about our membership. If a nonprofit organization is a member, every member of its board has access to our member discounts and its member uh, resources that are on our website. So we, you know, we want to, we want all board members to know that the center is here for them. Good, good point. People may not realize that it's way more than just for the executive director. <clears throat> so while you're supporting uh, potential board members and board members of nonprofits and executive directors and directors of development, how can we, the body politics support New Hampshire, uh, your organization? Um, and nonprofits in general. Yeah, I'd love to talk about how people can support nonprofits. Um, you know, certainly, we know it's December. This is the this is the season of giving, right? So, oftentimes, you're probably you know we've just passed Giving Tuesday, and um, this is the time of year where a lot of organizations are seeking financial support. Um, and charitable giving is a really big important part of how organizations fulfill their missions um, is with the generosity of the public. 
Um, we have a day in June called New Hampshire Gives, and it's actually a 24-hour online giving event, which we purposely um, made happen in June uh, when, when there was a little less focus on charitable giving. And it's been a real boost for nonprofits um, across our state. People can also get involved as volunteers. You know, there's lots of other hands-on volunteer opportunities, you know, beyond um, being on a board. Um, and that can be, you know, reading to kids, being part of an after-school program, uh, serving meals, um, giving caring rides. There are so many ways that people can volunteer on a regular or sort of a one-time basis. And then the final way to support nonprofits, maybe it's not the final, but an additional way that people don't always think about is you know continuing to advocate for that organization that's something that we're seeing you know even more board members thinking about how can i be an ambassador and i know you do this tom but how can i talk about my nonprofit or the organization that i care about whether i'm on the board or whether i'm a donor how can i introduce other people to this organization um, and have that multiplier effect in, in the community so those are just a few of the ways that people can help support nonprofits I mean that that that's awesome, and I I like the way you put it into the uh, three buckets. You you know one of my favorite expressions is no money, no mission. So uh, we just want to acknowledge that there's a fundraising component, and then being an ambassador, an advocate. One of my uh, favorites, actually, too, are the early learning New Hampshire um, to do, you know to help support the childcare system, and then the New Hampshire Business Committee for the Arts. Um, which is, you know, um, extremely important. Uh, sometimes I'm faced with, well, how does this, you know, do you want me to give to food insecurity or homelessness or arts? And so I try not to get into that into that question that way because it's all, you know, it, it's all important. But you know, I think that's what I try to suggest to directors of development that, I mean, all of these uh, causes, initiatives, nonprofits. They're all equally important, so it's, there is a certain amount of uh, uh, com competition for the dollar that they really have to get their message out. And then finally, you know, giving of your of your time. I think New Hampshire. I think we're we're known for, for on a per capita basis to give to give the most volunteer hours. Um, so that's important. But of course, you know, being able to you know to you know to write a check is important. So. Uh, let's let's we have a couple of minutes, so let's talk about a, high, a couple highlights from 2023 um, and what may be new on the horizon uh, for 2024. Sure. So I, I I just wanted to piggyback too on what you had said about you know how do you choose which nonprofit to to give to, and I think that giving in whether it's of your time or your dollars. Um, it's a really personal thing, right? And it gives you an opportunity to live your values um, and think about, for some people, it's thinking about, you know, what do they benefit from in their own lives? What's really important to them? And so it's not about one organization or or cause being more important. It's really it's really a personal kind of kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And I love the way you put that. And that's that's what you know. I always say to people. So we're running out of time. So give us uh, one uh, highlight from 2023 and one new thing for 2024. All right. So one of the highlights, New Hampshire Gives raised $3.55 million for 610 organizations in um, 24 hours. Wow. And it was just an outpouring of community. So that's that was wonderful. And coming up, um, you know, we're, we're planning for our 
large nonprofit conference in May. So that's one of the big things coming up. We'll have to have you back before the May conference. So Jay, why don't you give out all the contact information and we'll wrap it up. I will certainly do that, Tom, as Kathleen Reardon, the CEO of New Hampshire Center for Nonprofits, is the guest this week on Northeast Delta Dental Radio. You can go to nhnonprofits.org, again, nhnonprofits.org, or you can call the number 603-225-1947, 603-225-1947, and the office is located in downtown Concord, New Hampshire as well. If you want to pay off a visit, see how everything is. Kathleen Reardon, the CEO, New Hampshire Center for Nonprofit, is the guest this week as Northeast Delta Dental Radio comes to a close. Fear not, we'll have another edition here on the Pulse of New Hampshire in the not-too-distant future. So for Kathleen Reardon, as well as Tom Raffio, the president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental and the host of Northeast Delta Dental Radio, I'm Jay Dog. We'll be back with an all-new edition of Northeast Delta Dental Radio in the near future right here on the Pulse of New Hampshire.